What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dunk, coming live now. What's What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dunk, coming live with Natural Another True Players Podcast episode. Hitting you with the in your face, unedited, straight, blunt talk about sports, finances, relationships, current events, and many other topics along the way. Check out my next episode. What's good, everybody? It's been Big Dom coming live and actually another True Players podcast episode. Um, along with my brother Joey G. Now, Joey G's here on a, on a support level host today, handling all the comments that's coming through the uh podcast tonight. Um, as I speak about you know the New York Jets, the Giants losing, but I'm more, I'm more into tune with the New York Jets losing than I am with the Giants, but both teams going in the same direction of not going to the playoffs. Um, I was on the, uh, when I was watching the jet game uh, this past week, I was talking to my brother, Joey G um, about it. So without further ado, let me let Joey G introduce himself to the people. What's going on? This is your man, Joey G. You've heard me on the true players podcast as your calls from show to show. I am the host of Beer Convo and Family, now Ego Trippin' with your man Joey G, also a co-host on uh, Talking, that's T-A-L-K apostrophe N, random-ish, with your man Ricky King. So, that's who I am, who I be, and how I do my stees. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, I want to thank Joe Joey G for usually joining me on the show. This is the first time he actually joined me on a recap of uh, NFL Week. Um, right. Like I say, he's there to calm me down and keep me focused because I, I, I was punching through some walls, watching that Jet game Sunday night on, on national TV and watching the debacle go on. It's kind of disgusting to watch this happen because I never thought I could see any offense could be worse than Richie Kotite's offense, the two tight end offense. I never thought I could see that. I thought I could never see an offense worse than worse than Adam Gase's offense. I just I saw it on Sunday. <laughs> I saw it on Sunday, and um, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about the situation. But before I even get to the Jets, you know, I'm going to talk about Gi- the New York Giants. They got yeah. destroyed. <laughs> they got destroyed by the Cowboys, 49 to 17, as they followed two, followed two and eight. Um, they started Tommy DeVito because Tyrod Taylor was injured. Danny Jones is out with the ACL probably till next next year, mid midseason next year, because of the ACL injury. Um, listen, the, the Giants tried their best with their third string quarterback on, on third third string quarterback um, on the squad. Um, they did salvage some things at the end of the game, albeit against the second the second rate defense, the second string defense of the Dallas Cowboys, in which you saw Tommy DeVito get two touchdowns. 
Um, in the third, and th- the third and fourth quarter, he got two touchdowns. Um, Barkley ended up finishing up with 13 carries for 66 yards. And, um, you know, Daniel Bellinger led the receivers, two, re- two receptions for 34 yards, and Darius Slayton with three right. receptions for 21 yards. Um, Joe, Joey G, I don't know if you didn't watch the Giant game, but this Giants gave up 640 yards of offense. Um, I, it's not surprising to me. <laughs> These are the pains that we've been dealing with since uh, their last win in the Super Bowl. Like it's it's a decline. You go up, you 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 reach your plateau, and then you go back down. So, <laughs> but it is know, what it is. <laughs> you know what it is too. This team has was in the playoffs last season. They beat the Vikings and, and lost in the second round to the Eagles. Um, I, I'm kind of shocked by this the way the season has unfolded. But you know, you got to take into account injuries. You got to take into account starting rookie cornerbacks on your defense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Despite who, despite the great um, schemes that Martingale has has put forth, you're dealing with rookie cornerbacks and the team's getting destroyed in the passing game. Um, my thing is, mm-hmm. is Brian Dayball, the head coach of the New York Giants, on the hot seat? And the reason right. I say that is, is because mm-hmm. something's going on in New England where Bill Belichick may just be like, I'm out of here. Wow, really? And his, and his relationship with the Mara family and the Tish family is, is, is very big. He's very close. He, he, he holds the New York Giants close to his heart. Um, I, I eventually do think he would like to end his career as head coach of the New York Giants. But, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, I feel Brian Dable has no reason to be to, to lose his job, considering they kind of skipped a few steps of the rebuilding process in his rookie season. They ended up in the playoffs. So when you make that make, make that leap, right? That leap, the expectation is the sprints up, but not realizing. It, it was a, I want to say a lucky season. I think it was a well, a well coached season. Everything fell into, fell into place for them to make the playoffs last season. Not unlike this right. year, he was falling apart. You have injuries to the two quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, um, and um, it's just things are just different this year. Um, but I did notice some on the sideline with, with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. They were they were getting into it on the sidelines. And I kind of kind of find it I I, I kind of understood it, but at the same time I didn't understand it from my standpoint because Darius Darius Slayton is the best, is the top receiver in that New York Giant team. He's been available for every single game. And um Sterling Shepard didn't even play last year. So I I'm I'm kind of eager to find out what, what was the conversation was about on that sideline. So I'm kind of eager to see that what's going on. A little, know a little bit more what's going on behind the scenes to yeah. get a better picture. Yeah, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, there could be a lot of things that are is preventing the progression of the New York Giants. Um, we we can speculate a lot just on what we're watching and what we see, what we think would um, make them a better team. Um, but not knowing the inner working is like a hindrance to a certain degree. But uh, being fans, true fans, and and studying the game as much as we have, we know where there should be, and there's no excuse for 
what's going on right now. Right. Right, right. But like I said, the Giants lost 49 to 17. Go down two and eight. Next week's game, and I didn't even I, I didn't even bother to look at the, the preview of next next week's game for both teams because I, I just think I no no let me tell you something, bro. You laugh, but I, that that Jet game left us such a bad taste in my mouth. And on top of that, we're gonna talk about late. We're gonna talk about the the hoop the the, the backlash I caught on Facebook. Where I answered one post with my opinion, mm-hmm. and, it, and right. it struck a nerve with a lot of people. Okay, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later because I, if I wanted to, yeah. I could put people on blast on this face on this on this podcast <laughs> and actually share the Facebook comments right. that was being spewed at me. Um, but we're gonna get to that a little later. But now on on this on this hand, bro, um, I do mm-hmm. apologize for the Echo fans. You know what I'm saying? And the noise, background noise, I do apologize for that. But anyway, um. And you, and you got these uh, these Jet fans. Man. I just I just turned on freaking <laughs> Facebook. There's always somebody trying to make an excuse for Zach Wilson. Get it? I, listen, I I you these these guys love this boy so much. I don't I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. You know right. what I'm saying? I I don't get it, bro. I just feel that I. I I, I hate to say it, bro. I, I think it's kind of like a race thing because you know what it is? When Geno Smith was quarterback of the New York Jets, when Mark Sanchez was quarterback of the New York Jets, they didn't get this type of support from the fans. They made one mistake and the fans get ready to run them out of town. Oh. But they accomplished, they accomplished more than, the, 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 than this kid has in his three years. Right. And they're saying basically give him more time. Give him more, <laughs> give time. more, time. Time? Give more, give more seasoning. Bro, let me give you, let me bless you on this on the stat right now, bro. Okay. In the NFL, we're playing. We, we, this is NFL football. This is not college football. This is not high school football. It's not right. PB football. Right, right, right. The Jets' percentage on third down conversions this year for the entire season is twenty five percent. Third down conversions twenty five percent. Leave it. The league average is about 50 percent. Third down conversions. Okay. Wow. You got to be able to convert on, on on third downs. Got to be able to do that. Right. That's in your in your position as quarterback. That's a leadership position. You would have to capitalize on that. That would be a time to shine. The third quarter. That third. Uh, not the third quarter. The you said third, third down. quarter. Third, third down. down. Third. The third down would be your your moment to capitalize. Well, it keeps it keeps the it keeps the chains moving. It keeps your offense. It keeps your defense off the field. It keeps your offense on the field. Right. All right. Moving All the right. chains. So, <laughs> definitely. Move. You got to move the chain. You got to move the goddamn chain. And you got. And you know what it is too, bro. Mm. The, these fans who support this kid. This kid hasn't have hasn't had a touchdown, I believe, since the Giant game. That was two games ago. That's crazy. He hasn't had a touchdown in two games. That's crazy. Something that Bill Parcells always said. You can't be a starting I'm going to paraphrase what he said. If your team is only getting three and not seven, you can't be my quarterback. Hmm. 
Your job as a quarterback is to get seven points, touchdowns, not field goals every damn time. Listen, I was disappointed in that because I was like, okay, two? Okay, after this, we should get at least one touchdown to say we're on the board. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of a strike if you do the touchdown than you do the field goal. Mm-hmm. You're doing two field goals to to account for one touchdown. <laughs> Mathematically, <laughs> it makes sense to go for more of a touchdown than it would the field goal. I get you're you're putting points on the board. You're just trying to move it along. But when they're catching up with you, doing the same thing, and then they get a touchdown on top of that, you're not doing nothing. No. You're you're right back to square one. Back to square one. But we we I got ahead of I got ahead of myself on this on that on that subject because I was going to get that point across. But let's get to it. The Jets lose the football game to the Raiders, sixteen to twelve. Sixteen to twelve. Mm. Zach Wilson had twenty-three for thirty-nine. Twenty-three of thirty-nine for two hundred sixty-three yards and INT. A bad interception where he was eyeballing the, the, the receiver throughout the whole the whole situation. Right. Um, bad bad pick late in the late in the fourth um, early in the fourth quarter he threw that pick but they were driving mm-hmm. driving to try to um, take lead in that game. Um, but he did have four rushes for 54 yards. Gary Wilson had a big game with nine receptions and 93 yards. Todd Conklin contributed with seven receptions for 70 yards. And Brees Hall had three catches, 47 yards, but he struggled running the football. 13 catches for 28 yards. All right? Mind you, let me tell you something. There were some things that happened during the game where penalties cost the Jets some big first downs, even cost them a touchdown. He would have had a touchdown if um, C.J. Uzama, the tight end, didn't help didn't hold the guy. Um, right. I didn't play football in high school. I didn't play football in peewee, um, organized football ever. Bro, you have. Um, mm-hmm. Football one-on-one is when you're blocking, you, you got to keep your hands inside. Right, inside. Inside, and not let, outside. Right. You let go at a certain point. At a certain point, you let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't keep as the players keep going. You don't keep going. <laughs> the whistle goes, it hands off. Right. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. <laughs> You're in that position. What? What I do? <laughs> it, it, it just goes to show you this this team. Uzama, I, which I was a backer, I thought that the 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 Jed tight ends was a good group, but you know, seeing what's going on with Uzama. Yeah. And Rucker has has gone has disappeared. Uh, they're starting to they're starting to fade on me with that group. Um, but like I said, Uzama cost Jets possibly the victory with those two big big penalties. Um, like there was like three, there was like three penalties. Even the center, if I'm not mistaken, the center uh, caused a penalty in that too. Was it the late game or was it the um, the holding? I think it was a holding holding situation. I mean, it unnecessary. Put it this way: unnecessary uh, penalties mm-hmm. across the board. Um, those, these are high. Like you're talking about fifteen yards. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for your quarterback to capitalize on. Even though 
he's not the greatest quarterback that the Jets have had. Uh, it's still a lot for a quarterback, the pressure of a quarterback to to come back from that. Like you're there, you're close to the, you're close to getting the um, first down, then you move 15 yards back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just making it worse. Your hail marys are not there. Stop that. Stop the Hail Marys. Stop doing that. Do your little short passes. If you're going to run the ball, run the ball. But tuck the ball and don't get any fumbles. Well, I don't. They, they, they just protected the ball except that one interception. But um, my, my thing is, though, people will continue to support this quarterback. Bro, you have not been on any podcast where we talking about football like that I've talked with you today. No. Okay. But, however, I was mm-hmm. never a fan of this kid being drafted number two. Never. Okay. I was never in line with that. All right. Well, what, 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 made, what, what made you what, – what made that uh, – why was that so present when you – when it was going down and they said this is the number two pick, why was that occurring on your mind? Like, what was the main the main thing that came to you in that situation was like, okay, they picked this guy. Why they picked this guy? Why, why, why they picked him, or why I was against it? Why you were against it? They picked him. Why are you against it at this point? Uh, reason number one: never heard, never heard of the kid until the combine, NFL combine. Never heard of him in college. Okay. Two, the conference that he played in, the Mountain West Conference. No, that's they, they don't get national TV TV coverage. Okay, who did who did he play in college? Mm. You know what okay. I'm saying? It seemed like he came from a spoiled background. So you say he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, battle tested? No, he was not battle tested. Unlike right. the other quarterbacks that was taken in the draft, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence was one. Trevor Lawrence is a back-to-back national championship um, national championship quarterback at Clemson. That is okay. um, that is ACC, if I remember ACC. He was always on TV every single week. It's a little different. Okay, a little bit different when you're on that on national TV every single week. The spotlight is always always on you. You understand what I'm saying? A little Even bit more that, pressure. Yeah, he understood the pressure. Justin Fields, who's you know who should get out of Chicago right now, um, his talent is being wasted wasted up there too. He's been in the, in the in the spotlight too in national championships. He faced Trevor Lawrence in, in the national championship game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So they understand the pressure of the of the bright lights. This kid is coming from BYU, Brigham Young University. Okay. Never had spotlights on him before, and he's coming into New York. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the ownership. I'm gonna get to the owner later later on this podcast too, because I got a lot of things to say about him as an owner. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna say that later. Ownership. The owner had a relationship with his family. I don't know what it was. Okay. It wasn't. It was for me when I heard him when I saw them draft the kid. I said, no way, no how, this kid's going to fail in New York. Mm-hmm. But 
He would have. He he would have. He would have. So he would have made it in New York if they followed my one my one rule. Let him sit out the season. Let another quarterback run the show. Let him let him, let him retro the NFL for the first season. Right. Whether it's in different jet groups, even the group that you and I are in, Negro Fry Zone, they even challenged me on that too. It's like, oh, he was jet number two. He should start right away. This is New York City. This is New York right. City, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is mm-hmm. New York City. That's not going to find New York. It's one mistake he makes. The microscope, the magnifying glass is going to get real bright on him. And he's going to get crushed by it. Right. On top of and that. No, mm-hmm. I was going to say not for nothing that if if you're a new new quarterback, come to an NFL team. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not too prevy on everything because I'm not a fan like that watching the stats and everything. But it makes sense that if I just drafted this person, I have a quarterback that he could emulate by watching what he does. Like he needs a mentor in that situation to to transition to put him in that position. That year that you're talking about, yeah, he should be, I won't say bench, but he should be behind that other quarterback until they transition out. So we feel he's effective enough to do these things on the field to make these moves happen. But putting them in early, it's almost like trial, <laughs> throwing them into the wolves, number one, trial by try by error. You're putting them out there trial by error, and that's not a good thing. There's a lot on the line. Definitely, definitely a lot of things, lot of things are on the line when it comes to that. But let me get back to the, the real reason. You already drafted okay. a quarterback two seasons prior with the number three pick. Okay. A quarterback, I've said it before. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, keep saying it. This quarterback was sabotaged by the GM that's the current GM that's his right now, that's there right now, mm-hmm. by not providing with the weapons that this this um this this Zach Wilson has. Um he didn't try to build a good team around him because he didn't draft him, which is kind of like short-sighted on him as a GM. But uh, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused, bro, because I want to. I want to get this done. <laughs> I Go ahead, to, come on. I need to. Uh, that's why I need you on the Woosa. show. I, I will get we, need you, we need you to woosa. <laughs> we we gonna see me. No, then, then you gonna tell me later on the podcast when I when I I'm gonna try. I'm trying to find a post where these mofos shot come for me in, uh, in this group right now, and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna destroy them on on, on this podcast today. But anyway. <laughs> Hold on. As I'm trying to go through that, bro, let the people know about your um the the the, the podcast that you're trying to do with um ego tripping with Joey G. As I'm I'm getting this done for you. First of all, being that we're talking football, go dogs. <laughs> go dogs. Seven and zero right now. Um they're doing their thing, the last home game. They 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 won that. Uh, it seemed like it was competition, but they shut that down. Uh, we're moving on to the next one. Um, <laughs> Ego tripping, which man Joey G. I am your host. We're talking the same thing. We're talking on True Players podcast, talking random ish. We're trying to bring you conversations that are basically. Um, common 
things that you like to talk about, uh, things that are happening current in the world. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about sports. Um, everything that's current to you. There's nothing too far-fetched. I'm just going off a life experience. I'm trying to get different perspectives from people, not just my own, not not trying to steer you into um, a certain way of thinking, but just trying to get perspectives on the table and give you a broader understanding of what's going on in people's minds when it comes to certain things. So check us out. Here for you, just to give you a broader perspective, hopefully change some mindsets and give you some thoughts that you didn't have before. That's it. You're going to have different co-hosts, different guest hosts coming on the show. I'm going to have a couple people coming to the show that you're not expecting. And especially for me, I'm not a big religious person. I'm not... um, held down by any denomination at currently, but I promise you that it will be well-versed when we talk our conversations. And that's what you have to look forward to with Ego Tripping with the man Joey G. I'm going to say the man Joey G (laughs) at this current moment in time. And we'll keep it pushing. Uh, Talking random-ish, check that out with your man Ricky King. Of course, you're on the True Players Podcast with your man, Big Dom. You need to check that out all the time, every time. You see it on there, check it out. We have something to talk about. <laughs> and uh, down in the den with man, Sean Mars, need to check him out. He's been a supporter of ours. He's been on the show a couple of times. He has some good content. You need to check him out. He's trying to branch out with his network and people he's brought on the show as far as co-hosts and everything like that. So check him out as well. Shout out to Mars. Definitely. I'm back. I'm officially back, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's get let's get to what I saw in the game too. Um, a lot of things I saw in the game. I saw an offense, like I said earlier in the podcast, that that, that, was, not NFL, that, was, that was not NFL offense that I saw in that game yesterday. Um, on on um, Sunday night. It was not an offense game. I think I've seen college offices that look much better than what we what was given to us um, that time, on, that day on Sunday. Um, do I blame the quarterback for this loss against the Raiders? No, not not entirely. Not not okay. entirely. You got to give him a break on this one. He's not entirely blamed, but he's still, he's still blameless. He's still part of the blame because quarterback, like I said, mentioned, quarterback's job is to get touchdowns, not field goals. He didn't accomplish that. But there are certain things where you have to point the finger at the offensive coordinator who who has no clue how to call plays, no clue how to utilize the talent that he has, and overdoing it with certain players who just don't cut it. And the one player that I'm going to call out on is is, is freaking Alan Alan Lazar. He's Aaron Rodgers' boy. That's the reason why he's on this team. But this man is garbage. He drops balls. He drops balls. And he can't get open. As a number two receiver for Garrett Wilson, you got to know how to get open. 
You know what I'm saying? You gotta give you gotta give the quarterback something different to look at. It says staring down his best receiver who's double and triple covered. You know what I'm saying? You gotta give him another look. And I feel that, you know, if I was if I was offense coordinator of this team, the type of things that could come up to get this team where it needs to be, to at least move the ball to the end zone. They have two running. They have two running backs. You got Brees Hall. You got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was a was an All Pro um, running back with Minnesota. Uh, there's there's things I could do with them two on the field at the same time that would cause so much confusion for the defense. Okay. Have one of them split out. Have one of them split out wide, preferably um mm-hmm. Brees Hall. Have them split out wide. You slide Garrett Wilson in the slot. Let him do his thing in the slot. Create mismatches with the running backs. Create mismatches with mismatches with the safeties, um, and utilize the talent. Get get guys on the field more to get some more reps. So when they finally get the ball, when they get the chance to run the football, they're in rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These these um, Lazard is crap. I think they overvalue Gibson, Xavier Gibson as a, as a gadget um, wide receiver. Um, he's he's just a good punt returner. I, I see nothing that really caught my eye about him as a receiver. Nothing. Other than that, for other than that first game with the punt return for a touchdown, I see nothing with him. <laughs> nothing. I, I see nothing that that'd be like, oh shoot, he no, nothing. Um, Randall Cobb didn't even play that game. He was, I believe, he was injured. But you know, he can stay injured for the rest of the season. He's not. He can't contribute. Um. I saw some things with Zach Wilson at the end of the game, which I can see why his fans love him so much. The arm, the arm talents, his ability to sling the ball from any position. That last Hail Mary pass that was dropped by um Gary Wilson. He didn't drop the pass. Him and Rucker was him and um Conklin was going for the ball at the same time. It was Conklin's hand that was in in his you know, you got the, you know, they teach you in the football, the triangle, right? He was about to catch it. You right. see Cox's head come in the middle. He was trying to catch it too. Mm-hmm. And and that's, and that's, his own teammate broke up the touchdown pass. You know what I'm saying? But they, with, the, they, with the opportunity to win the game. But did the game have to come down to that? No, it should never have come down to that if the, if the, if the Jets executed the game plan, if they executed without drawing penalties and things like that. Right. Um. Now this go. This, now this this goes to, to goes to the question. I've seen Robert Salah Robert Salah on the on the field. Each time he get a call that didn't go his way, he's over there hulking up like he's Hulk Hogan. But um, how about Hulk up on your guys who's not doing the, doing their job, not executing the plays, not holding on, not holding on the passes? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What happened to that? You know what I'm saying? I'm so fed up with this team, bro. I can't even get. I can't even give. I can't even give a correct recap of this game because this is two games in a row, two beatable, two teams they could they, they should have beaten. They Look, lost. It's it's frustrating. While the Raiders was a very challenging game, I mean it it was a good it was a good uh, game to challenge the the Jets and see where they're at. I feel like they could have beat them. Like it, it, I didn't feel like it was, you know, how you have a team that's that's dominating. Like, 
okay, when it comes to the, the Cowboys and the Giants, the Cowboys got that. They showed that in two games. Mm-hmm. Did the Jet the Giants do a little bit better this game? Yeah, compared to the first game, but they still lost. Mm-hmm. You need a game like this that's competitive, but you you're making simple mistakes that could be corrected. Mm-hmm. Flags on a play, as far as holding, face mask, and all these things, is causing fifteen yards. That's taken away from you. What your quarterback could have done, you won't know because those penalties just pushed it back. They could have been extra points on the board for that cushion that you needed towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't agree with the fucking field goals and stuff like that. Like, okay, it's there, cool, you got them, but we need you to put something on the board. You can't rely on that. We know you could throw the ball. We know you could pass the ball. We know you could uh, 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 pass it off to a runner so they could run it up the field. But we need you to execute as far as a, a, a touchdown is concerned. And I do agree with you with that. There's, there's, there's no call for that. Then you're going to wait to the end of the game, put the pressure on you for the last minute, Hail Mary, hoping – like there was two, there was, what was it? No, four. There was four shots, mm-hmm. <laughs> four shots for a touchdown, and you failed all four. There was I mean, four touch, four four attempts at the end of the game, and you failed all four. That says a lot. When the pressure is down, when the chips are down, this is not your Super Bowl quarterback. I can tell you that right now. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. That pressure is not there for him. <laughs> he's not. Okay. He's not able to handle that. Like the spotlight, right? You, right now, you're talking about this is regular TV. Wait till the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it's, it's, this kid is not. It's not. Gonna get, it's not. Not. Not in a genuine form. He's not going to lead any Jeff team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He needs, he needs, he needs for, for his mental health, he needs to get out of New York. <laughs> mental health, you got to get, get the hell out of New York. So definitely, so let, let, let's get into it. This is where... Well, this recondition. Is where, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the team... Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to bring it back for us for the True Players podcast. I, I think there should be a restructuring <laughs> of the quarterback situation in the Jets team. <laughs> Man, listen. You 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 can't you can't make this crap up, bro. You can't you can't make this crap up. No. What's going on with the the Jets right now? Like I said, we 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 are like next week. I have a better recap of the game next week, but I'm just I'm just I'm just frustrated. It's it's an upset. This was an upsetting game, and I was actually rooting. I was rooting for the I was rooting for the Jets this whole game, and I was actually watching from beginning to end, and I was upset. I was upset because his strengths. I'm going to tell you his strengths that I've seen: the short pass. Keep capitalizing on those short passes. Let's get those first downs, but let's get the field goal. 
Let's get sure. the field goal. You thought that was a huh? strength? You thought that was a strength, bro? I thought the you, short the pass. The short, the short, short pass, pass, not the long. The dump, not the, the dump, long. The dump offs. The dump offs. Yeah, that's his strength. When he knows what he's doing, those little dump passes are good for him. <laughs> I gotta look for the dump. I look for dump, 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 dump passes. Can't read coverage. <laughs> Can't read a can't read a single coverage. You feel me? And they say they say that when he has two when he throws the ball within 2.9 seconds, he has a higher percentage of completing the pass. Because he only's looking, he only looking at one guy. And he's getting sacked from the back. Like this dude is going all the way around your line, <laughs> coming from the back. Like, hi, how you doing? <laughs> let me talk oh. to you for a minute. <laughs> Bro, let me let me tell you something. <laughs> listen, listen. Let, let, let me let's let's get <laughs> I don't want to get trash the kid, man. I mean the kid the kid is kid's trash enough. I mean, I, I mean I mean he probably come from a great family. I mean he, he I mean he banged his mom's best friend. I mean, get I guess I get I get the reason why the fans love him. He's a MILF hunter, he's a world champion of MILF hunting. He banged his mother's um best friend. I get it. But how does that translate into into proper NFL quarterbacking? It doesn't even uh, it does it doesn't even add to it. I'm sorry guys. Are you, but, are you telling me American Pie he's he's stiffler? He's <laughs> uh, probably stiffler. He probably stiffler's mom banged stiffler's mom or something. But that's about it. <laughs> But um, you know, <laughs> let, 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 let's focus. I want, I want to get to the um, the I'm going to I want to go trash these these Jeff fans on Facebook that I had to, the the pleasure of encountering with these past couple of days. They're coming, they were coming for me hard, bro. So I want to get to that let's two point two. We're gonna probably go over the the one hour limit though, but it doesn't matter. Nah, we're good. I feel like doesn't you matter. have time. Doesn't matter. But I want to go to this, um. Nathaniel Hackett, the offense coordinator, he was the head coach of Denver Broncos. I think the one question I'm going to ask all the Jet fans before you guys, as you guys watch this podcast, do you believe he's the worst offense coordinator than Mike LaFleur? And uh, my opinion is he's the worst offense coordinator than even Rich Kotite in a two tight end offense in, in 1995. He's that bad. He's worse than Gase. Hmm. Okay. He's worse than Gates, in my opinion. Um, The Jets made some moves in the receivers. Receivers Last season, we had Elijah Moore and Denzel, Mil Denzel, Denzel Mims on the team. We mm -hmm. had, um, at one point, we had Braxton Barrios on the team. Um, okay. We let those guys go. We lost those guys for free agency, or we traded them away, or we cut them to bring in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers' friends onto the team, and I felt I thought the receiver receiving call would, would have been better, especially with Mikael Hardman, all the hoopla he came in with, and the coach staff didn't know how to use him, and then end up turning him back to Kansas City. But after nine, after ten weeks of football, I've, I okay. I I see for sure that this receiving core was much worse than last year's receiving core. Much worse. 
No one else. No one else can get open except for Garrett Wilson. The tight ends are, are getting some. Sometimes they're getting open, but you know we got you got Uzama who wants to hold everybody. He can't really block the ball that well. Um, I thought it was a bigger mistake to cut those to to trade to trade Elijah Moore and cut Denzel Mims, and also the retirement of Corey Davis didn't help either. And I'm gonna tell you guys about uh, you guys saw me last year. This and Corey Davis that he gets he's not into the game after he get out till he gets his first drop. But you know what? I could deal with his first job because I know that he's gonna he's gonna catch the next three, four balls and be able to get open. Right. That's a that's a key. Get open. I know he was gonna do that. But my question to all the Jet fans here, my final question of the day, as before we really get into my tirade against New York Jet fans across across Facebook. We're gonna spend some time on that. Um, would Zach Wilson be a better quarterback with a better coordinator, a different type of, of offense coordinator? That's the key. But we will never know that, fully know that, until he goes to another team. I think I think door shut on the door shut on him in New York after this season. No matter what the owner says, no matter what the owner does, you know, he's he you can't bring this kid back next season as a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. You cannot do that. You can't do that. Let the kid go, go right to go on, go off in the sunset, go off to another team. In my opinion. In my opinion, let him go so go off to the sunset and and, and and talk to, go off to another team. Um. Now, as we segue. The Jets about the Jets to play in Buffalo next week. These next two weeks for the Jets is going to be key for them to even be to stay competitive in the division. They have to win these next two games against Buffalo, who just fired their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and in Miami, they got to beat those two teams. Two very tough games. If the Jets are able, if the Jets are able to make it to uh, week thirteen or week thirteen with a record. Of six and five, they have an opportunity not only to win a division, but possibly make it into the playoffs. But they got to win these two these two games. You lost two conference games already to to two lesser AFC West teams in the Chargers and the Raiders. You have to win it in your division now. You have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna see what's gonna happen next week. What what can they come up with? On the offense side of the ball to help whoever's quarterback, you know, score some touchdowns. Right. This defense can't stand on its head every single game. You can't ask the defense to play perfect football every single game. No. No matter how talented, no matter how talented they are, you can't give them this. They're doing their job. They have been doing their job. To the best Bro. of their ability, they've been doing the job. Bro, the team, the Raiders only scored 16 points. <laughs> you're supposed to win that football game with a with a they, with a half decent offense. You're supposed to beat the Raiders. Yes. I have decent. I'm not talking about a great offense. I have decent offense. Listen, I you can make all the excuses all you want, Jet fans. So I'm a Jet fan too. 
that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we lost Aaron Rodgers' first four four plays in the game. I get it, but we have been we have not been in the playoffs since 2010. 2010. Our last playoff appearance was the AFC Championship game. Okay, that was our last appearance. And I can I guarantee you, if we had two more minutes, we would have beaten the beaten the Steelers and faced the Packers in that Super Bowl, in that Super Bowl. So, this is where we left off as the New York Jet playoff history. That's where we left off at. We drafted three more quarterbacks after in the years after. Mm-hmm. Even brought in Tim Tebow in in the fuck of everything. <laughs> I'm talking about Gators. <laughs> we had we had one decent year with, with with Fitzpatrick, and next year he came back to earth. Right. We had Decker and Brandon Marshall, you know, and then everything just fell apart after that. And it hasn't gotten better. Each year, we thought it was going, it was going to get better, and it hasn't gotten better. It keeps getting worse and worse. Now, so now, bro, we're gonna share this lovely Facebook post that I responded to. Okay. Let's see if I can get it on the screen, my my brother. Okay. We're gonna share this screen. Yeah, we're gonna share the screen. All right. Do you guys see the screen here, guys? I'm going to put some people on blast. Okay? Okay. So, this is... Let me show you the original post. This is what the original post said. How... This is the post. How the hell Joe Douglas not go out and get a competent kill quarterback once Aaron Rodgers goes down? And the host of the show, Sal, says, Joe Douglas failed the Jets. This is my response, my comment to that statement. This is what I said. Joe D got rid of all of McCagnon's players to sabotage Darnold by giving Darnold no receivers to throw at all, throw to at all because he didn't draft him. He's not a good GM. The best GM we had in 20 years was, was the Mangini Tannenbaum tandem. Now, for you go so for those of you who didn't know the story about Mike Mike Tannenbaum and Man, Eric Mangini, Mike Tannenbaum took over as the GM of the Jets when Mangini took when Mangini became head coach. Tannenbaum, prior to that, was a capologist. He was good at giving contracts to protect the salary cap. So the majority of players that was selected during that time was by Eric Mangini, the head coach. Uh-huh. All right, so let me go down where this guy. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is the first guy that responded to me, Mr. Mr. Sullivan. Here, let's get into it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna trash these idiots right now. Okay, this guy brought up Vernon Golston, arguably the biggest draft bust in NFL history. Check his stats. I checked the stats. Good old Tom. Vernon Golston played in, played in the AFC Championship game. I digress. 
This is my response. We could all read it. Mangini drafted Nick Mangold, David Harris, DeBrickshaw Ferguson, and Darrell Rivas. Key contributors to back-to-back -back FC Championship games appearances as with Rex Ryan as head coach. All I mentioned is Joe D did draft Z ZW, Zach Wilson. He did. This is what he um this is what the guy responded me to with. This idiot right here. He now he says Mike Tannenbaum drafted all those players. VG Vernon Golds Vernon Golds was picked by Eric Mangi's insistence. Again, what I what did I say earlier in the conversation, bro? Tannenbaum was just there to to, to negotiate the contracts. Mangini select all the players. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I said, now nah, you're just trolling. I started to troll him because he liked Joe Douglas. He said, apparently he likes Vernon, he likes to bring up Vernon Ghoston. So I go into the fact that Joe Douglas sabotages one Sam Donald and selects Zach Wilson number two. Mm. Now, Zach Wilson over the past two games could not throw a touchdown pass. Right. Okay. And I made I made valuable points. You draft the wrong quarterback, it sets you back five years. Okay. True. And all I said was, when Joe Douglas's teams make a playoff, let alone the AFC Championship game, then we can say for sure he's not even playing with Tannenbaum. So, Mister Mister, um, this guy right here gets in defensive mode and makes about other excuses. Totally went off the subject of the of this of what he, of the point he was trying to prove to save himself. <laughs> I done destroyed you with the with the link that I sent with that article. I done destroyed you. Should have kept your mouth shut and not responded to me ever again. Okay, now look at him. Look, he's trying to he's trying to backtrack what he said. Okay, but my point was I caught him. I said, but his claim to his argument is Vernon Goldston. But he ignored the fact that Mangini also drafted Darrell Rivas, Mangold, Ferguson, and David Harris. Mm. He totally disregarded the fact that he picked those two. All four of those players were all pros at their positions. True. And played in two AFC Championship games. Bro, it's too easy. It's too easy to destroy people. I guess it's because of my skin color. He felt he could try to make me look stupid. And I just destroyed him. One person told me I wasn't even a real Jet fan. I was like, okay. I destroyed him too. And I just This guy, Jojo Tochi, he told me I wasn't a real Jet fan. But meanwhile, he deleted all his, all his comments. Jojo, listen. You should stick by what you said instead of deleting it off the damn post. I'm gonna stop sharing. I'm, I'm I'm done destroying people. I'm done destroying people. 
that 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 I'm I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just sharing the fact is, <laughs> I know you want to laugh, bro. I know you want to fucking laugh. How I destroy people on Facebook. I was I, I was actually laughing, but he didn't know no better. You know what I mean? You put your information out there. You got to come correct, and you have to have at least the facts in your corner when you come to contest. And it, it's as simple as that. Bro, I, I, I've, I've commented on many posts on Facebook. I've been wrong on Facebook, and I stuck by it. I don't go in, I don't go in there and delete. My freaking comments off it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Right. But these motherfuckers try to come for me because of my skin color and thought I was some some degenerate, some 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 dumb nigga. And I just destroyed it with my I destroyed it with my Excalibur. With a thousand cuts. A thousand cuts, bro. The Excalibur sword, and I kept them alive. True. Think about that for a second. But now, as we get to end the podcast, before I end it, we're going about that time. All right. I want to talk about the owner of the New York Jets. And the question I have for all you Jet fans is, and I think I asked this question on different podcasts: Is Woody Johnson the right owner for this football team? And I had a deep thought while I was at work today you know, during my business schedule at work. And um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Most owners, when they buy a, a, a team, they hopes to get the prestige of winning a championship, of getting endorsement deals and sponsors. And how you do that is, is how you do that is to win. Put a winning pro- product on the field consistently every single year. Okay, Woody Johnson has been the owner of the New York Jets for over 23 years, 23 years since he took over for the late, um, late Leon Hess. And me being a fan since like when I was a young boy, like in the 80s and shit, I feel that Woody Johnson, I don't say I'm not gonna go off and say he doesn't care about the fans, but I just think him being the owner. Is and having the New York Jets is more of a hobby for him and not, and not a passion for him. I think he does, it's just one of his toys is to brag to his um to his billionaire billionaire boys club say I got to own an NFL team, I own an NFL team, and he leaves the fans out of the process, but not providing them with a consistent winner every season. And he he has a love affair with certain quarterbacks. Love of love affair with a certain superstar um, quarterbacks and certain players, it kind of defeats the purpose um, of teams joining his team. Okay, um, as a and as an NFL owner, as a baseball owner, I mean not a baseball owner, as an owner of a professional sports team, you should have the aspect of winning championships. Your mindset should be of winning championships and treating it as a business. Do you want your business to fail? And what I mean by that is when you don't win a championship, you're not you're not putting the max making the max effort to make maximum revenue for your team, you are failing. It be, it, you can't treat this as a hobby. Okay. We have other owners in this town 
whether it was the Maras and the Tishes. At one time, we had Fred Wilpon and Nelson Doubleday. And then now we have Uncle Steve Cohen. We have J James Dolan now as owner of the Rangers and the, and the Jets. And I forgot the owner of the Brooklyn Nets now. These guys don't treat their teams as hobbies. They treat it as a business. And the main objective is to win. Not to have a nice, nice shining toy. Their main objective is to win. Steve Cohen, right now, the new, the new owner of the New York Mets, he's learning. He's learning, he's learning how to be an owner. He's, learning, he's making a transition from a fan of the team to becoming an owner. And I guarantee you, everybody's saying that, oh, the, the Jet, the Mets are going to go down and be like, oh, they're going to rebuild. This man is not about rebuilding. He wants to win a championship. He said that when he first became an owner of the New York Mets. He wants to win the championship. He had a timeline, three to five years. Now he's officially on year three now. Starting, starting with year three. Mm -hmm. Man's going for a championship. I just want this owner, Woody Johnson, to have the mindset of being of, of going for a championship. And how he how he can do that is stay out of the football business, let his executives make the decisions, let his head coach make a decision on the field about who should be starting the quarterback, not interfering in that. So I don't care what no one tells me that oh he's not he's not involved. Yes, he is. Yes, he is involved, especially with the Zach Wilson situation. He definitely is involved. Right. While this boy is still behind center. I definitely feel bad for Robert Salah. He's handcuffed. He has to pay this boy because his job is on the line. I truly believe that. He brought in Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? I would love as we get the we down to two minute one. We get to two minute one, guys. So I got to hurry up and do my dialogue before we end the podcast. So, like I said, Woody Johnson needs to um, get out of the way, let his executives make the decisions, and maybe we get a better product on the field. I would love to continue with this more with you guys. So I had like I got a whole lot more to say about it. Maybe if you guys want to join me with the after 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 podcast episode. On Instagram, you feel free to join me. I know Joey G gonna be down with it. I'm down with it. I'm good. I'm here. So you know what I'm saying? So on that note, I want all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> we about to sign up for this podcast. Superman Big Down, Joey G. Thanks for joining me on the recap. Which mm -hmm. wasn't much of a recap, it was more of a rant. <laughs> and of course, destroying some people on face on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, we're going to sign off on this podcast. Me and Joe G signed off. Peace. For now. Peace.